0: You're listening to audio from the St. Luke Church in Lexington, Kentucky. If you'd like to learn more or donate to this ministry, please check out our website at stlukelex.com. Thank you.
1: Good morning. It is so wonderful to have you all here for this Christmas programming of music by all of these incredible musicians. You all are in for a treat. If you are a guest this morning, we are so happy to have you here. We'd love to connect with you and get to know you more. There are connect cards in the seat back pocket in front of you. You can scan that QR code and fill that out right there on your phone or Take out the pencil and fill it out and drop it in the operatory it boxes in the back. We'd love to get to know you more or stop by our connect desks. We do have a gift for you there to give you more information about the church uh, so that you can become evolved, involved in our mission of hope, healing, and wholeness. We do have a few things to have on your radar coming up on Sunday, December 25th. We will have one traditional service at 11 a.m. here in the sanctuary. There will not be Sunday school youth or uh, children's programming at that time, though we do encourage the entire family to come out and join us here on Christmas morning for worship. The next Sunday on January 1st, we're going to have one contemporary service at 11 a.m. in the gym. And there will be programming for children and youth that day. And we'll return to our normal schedule on January 8th also this week, a wonderful week of of celebrating Christ's birth. On um, this upcoming Friday, December 23rd at 6.30 p.m., we are going to have a contemporary Christmas Eve Eve service. And you can join us for that in our gym. And then the very next day on Christmas Eve, we will have two traditional candlelight Christmas Eve services here. One of those at 3.30 and then again at 5.30, followed by a dinner down in our gym. So please come out to any or all of these services, please do invite family and friends. We are looking forward to celebrating with you. And so please enjoy our continued music this morning.
2: We relight the first three candles of the Advent wreath, the candles of hope, peace, and joy. Now we, now we light the fourth candle of Advent. This is the candle of love. We know from scripture that Mary was told that our Prince of Peace, Jesus, the love of God in flesh and blood, was now growing in her womb, preparing to change the world. Advent is a time of kindness, thinking of others, and sharing with others. It is is a time to love as God loved us by giving us his most precious gift. As God is love, let us be love also. In the book of Deuteronomy, we find these words. For the Lord your God is God of all gods and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who is not partial and takes no bribe, who executes justice for the orphan and the widow, and who loves the strangers, providing them with food and clothing. You shall also love the stranger, for you are strangers in the land of Egypt. Deuteronomy 10, 17 through 19. Let us pray. Teach us to love, O Lord. May we always remember to put you first as we follow Jesus' footsteps, that we may know your love and show it in our lives. As we prepare for our celebration of Jesus's birth, also fill our hearts with love for the world, that all may know your love and the one whom you have sent, your son, our savior, amen.
3: guys can just stay here. I'd like to invite all the children forward for our children's message, K through fifth graders, or if there's someone younger, you're welcome to join us as well. There's plenty of room up here and I haven't bitten anybody in a long time, So I think you're safe. (laughs) Just kidding. I've never bitten anybody. I don't want you all to be freaking out up here with me. (laughs) Hey, AJ, come on. One of the most exciting times in a young couple's life is when they find out they're going to have a baby. And there are many, many things to do when you find out you're going to have a baby. But one of the most important things that they have to do is choose a name for that little one. Parents choose babies' names very carefully because it will be the person's name for how long? Forever. Forever, for their whole entire life, won't it? And sometimes couples buy a book with baby names in it or they think about their family names, their um, people, grandparents and such, and think if they want to use those names or they look online to get ideas for babies' names. That way they can choose a name that has special meaning Listen to the meaning of these names. Brian means high or noble, Pastor Brian. Nora, Pastor Nora, means honor, shining light. Amy, Pastor Amy, means beloved. My name, Susan, means lily flower. Mary, Jesus' mom, means beloved. And Joseph, Jesus' earthly father, means to add or increase. Do any of you all know what your name means? You do? Kind of? Forgot? Maybe that's something you all can look up, and you all too look up and see what your name means. When Mary and Joseph found out that they were going to have a baby, they did not have a baby book of names to look at to come up with a name. They didn't even choose the baby's name at all. God chose it for them. He sent an angel to Mary and told Mary what to name the baby the angel said to Mary, you will have a son and you will call his name, what? Jesus. Jesus, yes, so the angel told Mary what to call the baby and the name Jesus means the Lord saves. Jesus' name was very important because the Bible says in Acts 4.12 that there is no other name that can save us from our sin. Jesus, Jesus. What a wonderful, wonderful name. Would you say this with me? God loves me. God is always with me. And God has a plan for me. Let's go upstairs for God's backyard.
1: Please join me in this responsive reading. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, every warrior's boot used in battle, and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, Burning will be the fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace.
4: The birth of Jesus foretold. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her.
6: shepherds living out in the fields nearby keeping watch over their flocks at night an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone round them and they were terrified but an angel said to them do not be afraid Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace on those whom his favor rests. When the angels had left and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary, Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard which were just as they had been told.
0: church of helping those in the greater Lexington community know hope, healing, and wholeness through a transformed life in Jesus Christ.
4: Alms ministry is uh, meant to help people that are in need of rent, electricity, utility bills.
7: The church has lots of people who come to uh, ask for donations. They they are having some problems financially. And a lot of times if people are sick and they've missed work. A utility bill that is really, really large for one reason or another, or even a car repair or something like that. And so many of these people are right on the edge. And so we have a process that we make judicious use of the money that's donated by the church. It's an application to fill out. There'll be a phone call. Then two people generally interview that person when they come in. Claire and I have done that together. And I'm one of the people that interviews them, so uh, that's uh, interesting and challenging, too.
4: We do each time ask that we pray with somebody before they leave and we have found that to be very humbling for us because they're often tears.
7: We want to provide assistance of a fixed amount to get them over some hurdle that is developed. We help people in need most of the time it's with utility bills but it can also be for rent. There were two instances of car repairs where people had significant car repairs they had to have their car for a job and we came up with a fair amount of money for that and uh, a couple of us went with her to pick up the car in Nicholasville and she was just overjoyed.
4: We have seen some people come to the church we've had somebody uh, not too long ago actually be baptized here that had came, came from a family that had used our services.
7: It's nice that St. Luke can come in and provide assistance. That uh, seems like a mountain of money to them and for us it is something that we can do.
4: Alms can also be used by people in our church. Our committee does not handle that. The pastoral staff handles any request from somebody in Our church, people are
7: always very grateful. The congregation should be very happy with the way the alms ministry works, the alms team works, and their money is going to some very, very worthy causes to make a real difference in people's lives.
8: Let us pray. Holy God, we pause in the midst of this Christmas season to praise you to worship you, to thank you. Thank you for these incredibly gifted musicians who are helping us experience your awe and your glory. And thank you for each of us who have come together as a community. We love you, Lord. As we worship you, and as we walk through these remaining days of Advent, through the Christmas season and into the new year, help us to remember and reflect on the miracle and the mystery of the Christ child, who has come and who is coming. Merciful Lord, be with those for whom this is not a happy season. Help them know that you are close. Remind us of their need and lead us to reach out with a call or a note. Remind us all that you know our pain, that you have experienced our hurts, and that your heart and blessings are especially with those who are hurting. Our God, we ask that you be with those for whom this is not a season of plenty. Give us the gift of gratitude for what we have and help us to give freely and gladly to those less fortunate. And be with those who are in harm's way. Be also with those who are serving in ministry and missions, those who are serving our country, and those who sacrifice time with their families to care for us. Bountiful God, we humbly lift up to you the offering that will be received today. We know that everything we have comes from you, Lord, and we give with glad hearts, and we thank you for the lives touched and transformed through the ministries of this church. Mighty God, we celebrate with joy. We thank you for the gatherings of family and friends, for the great food, for the spirit of goodwill and love, for the many good things your season facilitates. May your spirit be present, and may all know the truth of your love and your mercy and your grace. You are the Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, Emmanuel. And now, merciful God, we lift up our voices, one people, as we pray the prayer your Son taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven.
9: Oh mm-hmm.
10: Good. How about our music ministry today, huh? I love it. I love it. If you're a guest, we're so glad that you're here. We uh, pray that you'll make plans to return uh, this Friday or Saturday night. Join us for Christmas Eve Eve or Christmas Eve. Uh, I'd love to share some scripture with you. You've heard it already. Joy read it for us masterfully this morning, but Therefore, the child to be born will be called holy, the son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Well, this word peace, that's a loaded word in our language. Yes, It can mean so many different things. It could mean the absence of war. It could mean uh, in the moment um, having some kind of peace that's freedom from being disturbed. You parents having kids run around uh, now that school's out, you might want to know this kind of peace. Or if you're a, a Xer, millennial, or Gen Z, this is the way that we say goodbye to one another. Peace. You know, it's interesting, so many of our ideas about having real peace in life are dependent on everyone and everything else around us, yes? If I could just have a better job, I'd feel more peace, or if my bank account were just a little bigger, I'd have real peace, or if there were less tension in our family, we could have some peace. Maybe you're praying for that as you prepare for Christmas dinner, But in so many ways, our ideas about this state of peace, having real peace in our lives, are dependent. They're dependent on everyone else and everything else around us. But what happens when we lose the job or fight with family or have a financial burden or even lose our health? Will we have peace in those moments? Well... Isaiah has something to say to us. In fact, Isaiah 9, 6 through 7, which you've heard already this morning, says that one of the names of the Messiah will be Prince of Peace. And the idea behind peace here isn't like the peace of this world that's fleeting from one moment to the next. No, the word here is the word shalom. Say it with me, shalom. 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 This is a different kind of peace. It's a peace that means completeness, prosperity, wholeness, calm, safety, well-being, and harmony. And if you're looking for peace, I guarantee you, you are not going to find it in Nazareth in the days of Jesus. Because it's a backwoods little town that's blue-collar, somewhere between 500 and 1,000 people living in caves. In fact, the rabbis said of Nazareth in Jesus' day, it was a town of low religious character. How'd you like to have that on the sign as people entered your town? Welcome to Lexington, place of low religious character. My goodness, what a way to enter. There's no peace in Nazareth. The good news is, though, Luke tells us, it's the sixth month. And we could read that as being the sixth month after uh, the angel told Gabriel, the angel Gabriel told Elizabeth that she would have a child. Uh, John the Baptist, in fact. It could be that sixth month, or it could be something else. It's the month of Elul. Say it with me, Elul. What is Elul, Brian? Well, the sixth month or month of Elul is the month of divine grace and mercy, and we might say shalom. You see, it was the sixth month that Moses ascended Mount Sinai for the second time after the people broke the commandments of God by making a golden calf, Moses climbs back on top of the mountain, receives the commandments of God, and all of a sudden, God and the people have peace and harmony, shalom, all over again. And so it became the month of granting forgiveness and seeking forgiveness. They would blow the shofar daily to call people to prayer. They would read Psalms 27, 14, and they would prepare for the high holy days of the year, like the Day of Atonement, where the priests would go in to make peace between people And God and come out and pronounce to all the people, the Lord your God, the Lord Yahweh forgives you of all of your sin. And so it's this time, this season of shalom, of divine grace and mercy of a people who have been waiting for 600 years for a Messiah to come. Now, I don't know about you, but Christmas is a long time to wait. I mean, we mark it by candles of about 30 days. And are we there yet? I can't imagine waiting 600 years for your Messiah to come. And we go, yeah, 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 we know the story, but do we? You see, when the Messiah comes, they said that it would usher in a new era. He'd be called David, the healer of disease, be struck down by God, called the righteous branch, the star of Jacob. Suffering would lead to salvation. Uh, People would see the finest of, of crops. The wool produced would be the greatest ever known. The exiled would return. The sun would no longer be needed for the very radiance of God would give light to all of creation. The sick would be healed. The lame would walk. The wars would end. There would be no more weeping, mourning, or death because God would be all. That sounds pretty good. I could go with that. And look at what the scripture says in the month of Elul, the season of divine grace, to a woman who has been waiting with her people for 600 years for a messiah. We're told that the angel Gabriel comes and he says to her, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. That's probably a good thing because we don't see angels every day, right? So the word really is peace. Peace. Favor is upon you. God is with you. And he unfolds the plan. He says, Here's the deal, Mary. Don't be afraid. You found favor. You're going to conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you'll call him Jesus. He'll be great, the son of the Most High. He'll, the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He'll reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Can you imagine Mary in that moment? I bet she said, well, that completely clears everything up for me. <laughs> Imagine for a moment being her, a 13-year-old girl, visited by an angel, and here's the divine plan of God that in Nazareth, of all places, you've got to wonder if he got lost on the way. You're the one. And this special child, God in flesh and blood, Jesus, meaning God saves, a name revealed, a divine destiny, he's living inside of you. And he'll be the one to save not only you, but all of your people. You know, we ask these questions about God's character. Does he care? Is he involved? Why doesn't he stop evil? Does he love me? Or is he even real? And yet, this divine visitation, this message, is one of peace, of shalom. See, the peace that you seek in your life this Christmas season, I'd argue you find it in one simple verse. And this simple verse will change your life. Say it with me, would you? For nothing will be impossible with God. Do you believe this? See, that's the problem. I'm not sure we do. Do we believe in a God who can do anything, anywhere, anytime with anyone? And is that really how we approach our lives? I'm not talking about praying for a a better job or a bigger bank account or a better house or these kinds of things. I'm talking about the kind of stuff that says no matter what hell or high water comes my way, I trust in a God who can do all things for whom nothing is impossible. Is this the kind of God that you worship and believe in? Because if you don't, let me argue with you that that God isn't worthy of your worship. You see, what the announcement to Mary that should give us the greatest of peace is really all about is saying that there is nothing in heaven or on earth that God is not involved in, that God cannot overcome, that God cannot redeem. Nothing is impossible for God. And if nothing is impossible for God, then no situation in your life is beyond his reach. I want you to think about this for just a moment now. God went to the least likely place, picked the least likely person to bring about the least likely result in the least likely way. And one of the greatest miracles in the history of the universe is this. He put its future in the hands of a 13-year-old little girl. Wow. Now you tell me what God can't do. And if God can do anything, anywhere, anytime with anyone, I guarantee you that will give you the peace that no matter the mess you're in, you can make it to tomorrow. For one simple reason, he holds your future in his hands. Do you believe this? Then, friends, we've got to go and live like it. Because there is a world that has put all of its hope and trust in things that are temporary. And I guarantee you, will give you no peace. We believe in a God who is eternal, who is beyond, and yet who can do all things because nothing is impossible for him. Trust him and live like it, and you'll know his peace in ways beyond which you ever thought possible, I guarantee you. Let's pray. Jesus, you are our Prince of Peace, and as we hear these words from the angel Gabriel that nothing is impossible with you, God, we pray that you would renew our faith, We thank you that you came to be Emmanuel, God with us, to step into human time and finiteness, to reach into the situations that we experience in life where we lack peace, where we lose hope, where we hurt, or we experience loss, or feel anxiety or fear about what's next. And so, Jesus, we pray today, be our Prince of Peace. And nudge us to help us know that nothing is impossible with you. God, our prayer is that you would not only be Savior, but you'd be Lord and leader in our lives. And grant us the peace that we long for. A peace that isn't temporary. A peace that's eternal. And can't be changed by any circumstance that we face or feel. We thank you that you're here. And we pray for your touch upon each person. We pray this in and through the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's give him one more hand. It was so good. I love it. I love it. I hope that you take the joy of the Lord with you through this week because you have peace. God longs to give you that peace. Invite somebody for Christmas Eve, and we look forward to seeing you back in just a few days. Have a great, uh, great start to your week.